0: Welcome, 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 90s Mixtapes. I'm your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And this is uh, what I would probably say is like my favorite podcast to do, the the movie podcast. I think we both enjoy music a lot together, but I I do like doing the movies because we're almost to a point where I feel like I actually know some movies. This month, I did know movies we didn't watch, Mm -hmm. but uh, these two we're going to talk about that we did were brand new to me. So, before we dive in off the top, if you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe. Please drop us a line at BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. Follow us at BLC underscore pod on Twitter. And where are we at on Instagram, Jen?
1: We are BLC Mixtapes on Instagram.
0: And definitely try to interact with us in some way uh, if you do like it, just so that. That way, we know anything to change, add, or you know, move with in the future. But this is a pretty exciting little month here, Jen. We're going to get into the April nineteen ninety three movies. We actually watched two movies. What we're going to talk about. Uh, I have to make a case for a rating of one of the movies. Uh, I feel like it's tough. It's tough, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make a case. I'm gonna make a case for what I said about the crush. So let's just dive in right here. April ninety three saw so the release of a couple really big uh big like 90s kind of cultural movies one of them the bi- and the biggest box office movie of the month was indecent proposal which we didn't watch we talked about it uh, then we talked about the book together uh, off air
1: I wish we did now that I know it's not really what I thought it was
0: what did you think it was when we first started when I first started talking about indecent proposal what did you think
1: well not when you this time what I've always thought it was was just... Um, a rich dude offers a million dollars to a married woman to have one night with her. Right, and I thought the entire movie was basically them like.
0: This was like Pretty Woman. Is that what you thought? Like it was like a million no, like their one woman night or w- something.
1: Pretty no, I thought the whole movie was them like trying to decide whether or not she should and then at the end she does and then it ruins everything that's what i thought the whole movie was okay. which is way less interesting than what the actual movie is
0: yeah and i guess the actual movie is based on a book which had like a you know religious themed question like a jewish man and then mm-hmm. an, an arab man which is not what the movie went with the movie went with robert redford who at the time would have been like in his 50s and i feel like he probably you know and a billionaire and i feel like he just would have kept the woman which is sort of kind of how it turned out uh pretty dicey movie when we were reading the plot i mean i've never seen it because i always knew the the crux was you know like the million dollars on the bed and being like there's a million dollars and you can get a million you know and like what that would mean for someone um i didn't know the whole you know High school sweethearts losing their money, you know, all that sort of deal. I also
1: didn't realize it was Woody Harrelson yeah. as the um, the husband. I didn't know that. Well,
0: he's a, he was having quite a moment at this point because he's going to also be a natural born killers, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't think that that's. For a couple White men of years. can't jump,
0: but he was just in White men can't jump, so he was just in two gambling movies because this movie has gambling in it as well. But like two like really,
1: we could call this a gambling movie though?
0: They go to Vegas. That's where the, all the action happens. They go to Vegas because they're they need money, so they decide okay. they're going to gamble to get the money. So i, mean, I do not call that a Vegas movie. No.
1: Okay. All
0: right. I mean, I that's pretty. Oh,
1: actually, no, you're right. Natural born killers is next year, '94.
0: Yeah, and he just did White men can't jump, and then that movie has like a whole gambling angle because he's a degenerate gambler. It's almost like his character then you know, evolved a little bit, but we didn't actually see this movie. I, again, <laughs> this is one of those, that I feel like you kind of knew most of the plot or most of the plot beats, most of the plot points. But in reading about it, it you know, it was one of the top movies at box office this month. The, another movie which became a cult classic was The Sandlot, which yeah. which we didn't watch because we, we talked about it. And we were both kind of like, the main thing about this movie, which steered us away from it, was that the movie is about go, like going back in time? So it's about like, I think I think what we decided or what we kind of talked about it was how we wanted to. I think, but let me double check this here.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you. Go. I've I think never, Carrie
0: always is also in this movie. I've by never the way. seen The Lot. Yeah, you mentioned that you never seen The Sandlot. Like I know
1: it's terrible. Everyone's seen it.
0: But. I don't know if it's terrible. I feel like it's it's definitely. Oh, Dennis Leary. No, Dennis Leary is the stepdad.
1: No, it's definitely a movie that very different people.
0: No, they are, but they're not. Because I'll say this. They both have similar kind of, like, at this point in the 90s, they have, like, a bigger, not bigger, but, like, fuller head of hair that's kind of, like, fluffy when it comes... I'm telling you, Google the picture of Dennis Leary in this, and then think to yourself, Carrie Elway's when the, in the oh. crush, we just, like, the, the, the hair. So it's okay. different color hair, but you it's said, that,
1: like... You said, I'm going to tell you something. You said Carrie Elway's, and I heard, heard Woody Harrelson. Anyway,
0: continue. No. Yeah, but I'm talking about that, like, the, <laughs> yeah. like voluminous hair. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I, I yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. Just the way you, the way you came at that. But the thing about the Sandlot, it was like a movie that we were just allowed to watch as kids all the time. About baseball, about being a kid, about summers, being a kid of a certain age, you know, before kind of, really before like high school, and it's just about like that mishmash of kids that are all let's say between like nine and thirteen. Right. So you just a little too old, probably 10, you know, a little too old to kind of just be sitting at home all day and being watched by parents, but just not old enough that you're not getting into too much trouble. So the idea that you're just going to play baseball in an empty sandlot is really cool. And you have your whole summer in front of you. So you have every day that it's not raining to go out and play with friends and everything. It's about, you know, the kid meeting new friends, meeting new people and how baseball can kind of bring everybody together. Obviously, too, it's got you know, which you don't know, but it does have like a St. Bernard in it, I believe. Who's like a killer dog. They think he's like the killer dog when the ball goes over, like everybody, oh, okay. like yeah, yeah, you yeah. go there and the the balls all die from the dog. But then you come to find out that I believe, yeah, it's like it's James Earl Jones lives there. And then like they eventually go and they talk to him and they find like he's a nice guy, you know, where it's like that 90s trope of like the old guy neighbor,
1: the scary German guy.
0: Yeah, from, like from Home monster, Alone.
1: Monsters Squad. Oh,
0: I was thinking Home Alone, too. Like the oh, scary the, neighbor where you're always yeah. thinking like, okay, there's yeah. like the older guy that then when you're a kid, it's like so scary because he's like a single older like an older, you know, but then you realize like they're a person, right? And
1: they, a and they have a story
0: and everything. I think about that all the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I think about dad. that where I'm like, that's your, like kids in the neighborhood are like, what's this old guy looking at me and yelling at me I like know. from the window, shaking his fist with a cat on his lap? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> but... I mean, we know him and he's not doing anything wrong, but Sandlot <laughs> be- becomes a cult classic, you know, as time goes on.
1: You know what? Like, I think when I was, I really liked Rookie of the Year and I don't think I had room to have two baseball kid movies. That's fair. So that was like my baseball kid movie.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, the and
1: thing, The Scout, is that the one? With
0: Brendan Fraser? Mm-hmm. That one's good too. I like that one. Yeah. And that one, that one's a little bit more grown up. Yeah. You know, Rookie of the Year, there was also one, there was another one. So Rookie of the Year comes out and I forget what it's called, but it's called like maybe Little Baseball or Little Big League or something where there's like a kid that becomes like the manager. Oh. And I feel like that one might be, again, this is all off the top of my head. I think that one might be with Tom Selleck or somebody like that. There's, like, a dude that's, like, older. He's, like, 39, 40, supposed to be, like, an older baseball player on his way out that ends up, like, romancing the guy's, like, mom, but he's also on the team. And I just remember that one because it's, like, rookie of the year comes out and he's a pitcher because, like, he hurts his arm. And he does also Angels in the outfield, by the way. Like, what? Remember that one?
1: Is that the one with Kevin Costner?
0: No, that's Field of Dreams. What are I we haven't, doing? I haven't seen any of them. There's, there's just... <laughs> so... It's a whole moment Not of the these, worst. like, 90s baseball movies. But, no, Angels in the Outfield, I believe, has, like, Christopher Lloyd in it. And it's about the Angels, the Anaheim Angels, who were like, the Los Angeles Angels. And there was literal Angels that were helping the team win.
1: What's the one with Charlie Sheen?
0: That's Major League.
1: Okay, that's I've seen that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, way to go, Jen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I
0: believe Little Big League is the one where he's, like, a manager. So he's, like, a kid that becomes a manager of the baseball team. Whereas, like, because uh, maybe his grandpa, somebody owns it, whatever it is, he becomes the manager. And Rookie of the Year came out, like, same time where the kid, like, hurts his arm and then he could all of a sudden throw, like, a wild fastball. Like, he, like, yep. breaks his arm. and he did, But those two came out at the same time. Angel Outfield, Sandlot. I think of all of them, the Sandlot is probably the best. The Scout's a different movie. I feel like The Scout is more of, like, an adult-ish type movie because Brandon Fraser is an adult. Yeah. He might be a kid, but he's, like, an adult.
1: No, he's, like, These a... other ones
0: kind of focus he's on He's
1: not, kids. he's not eleven. Yeah. He's like a full-grown adult-sized person. He might be 19 or 20. I don't know. I don't remember. There's
0: that. two great movies. I think, when I was a kid, if I had to say, I don't care if they hold up or not, I still would probably show them to kids or whatever. It's this and Little Giants. Remember Little Giants? You ever seen that one?
1: I feel obligated to say yes, because I feel that's like okay. I have You know, I haven't Same
0: remember. kind of thing. I mean, it's a kid's sports Listen, movie. Listen, I've seen... Major and Mighty Ducks. You've probably seen Mighty Ducks. I've
1: seen Mighty Ducks. But that's a different thing. That's hockey.
0: Well, Little Giants is football. Oh. So they were the little so Giants. That's how
1: you know. I really did And again, so it. it's just a team of Misfits. I thought we were still doing baseball. It's the team
0: of Misfits, right? And then they go and then they beat the, the better team. We were the Cowboys. Giants versus the Cowboys. Really? Yes. hundred percent. So all the kids in town wanted to be on the Cowboys and, you know, they didn't. And they formed their own team of Misfit kids, the little Giants. And then they...
1: Was Rudolph on
0: it? The Annexation of Puerto Rico. Like, the greatest play ever. The Annexation of Puerto Rico. Come on, you gotta Google these things. You gotta know. This is 90s kids culture. You gotta know these things, man. Like, I was there. I don't know where you were. Clearly not there. Um, (laughs) Sam Lott, though. Really, really great movie. Iconic uh, 90s kids movie. The only reason we didn't watch it, and I didn't subject you to it, is because we're gonna, as we talked about, we're gonna try at least one of the movies that we pick each month to not be a movie that, like, to have some sort of something about the 90s so we can talk about things that would be different now with a movie, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing, and I think that that helps, especially if you're going to rewatch some of the stuff, if you're going to come along for any sort of rides, even just for the 90s nostalgia. like You're not going to have a lot of 90s nostalgia with The Sandlot when it's a guy narrating stuff in the 90s uh, that happened in the 60s. You're not going to get that kind yeah, of nostalgia right, right. because he's talking or 70s, whatever, late 60s or whatever, whatever the time period was, he's talking about a different era and it's taking place at a different era. So the idea of like, oh, this would change if there was technology and HOAs and everything else, like, yo, like, no, because it was in the 60s or 70s. Right. Because I think it takes place. Like, I think it flash forwards to like 93 where one of the guys is actually a baseball player. Um, Having said all of that. Any other movies that I didn't cover that you wanted to cover in this rundown before we get into two movies we watched? Oh,
1: hold on! I thought you had a list. So let, me, let me check it out. I did.
0: I just those are kind of like um, the two movies that I saw that I highlighted. I mean, there's, yeah, depending on the list that you want to look at, yeah, you know, I could be talking about RoboCop three. Oh
1: no, I don't. want to I could about be that. talking
0: about when a stranger calls back. You know, like all these kind of sequels. No, movies. just
1: anything like big. I guess Definitely. not that RoboCop three isn't big.
0: Yeah, I mean, the third Robocop gen. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, I think there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sequel. This Boy's
1: Life, I think, would be the one that...
0: Yeah, I mean... Um,
1: that existed that we didn't mention, but I have nothing to say about it, so...
0: So let's let us talk about what we did see.
1: Call of the Wild?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Call of the Wild, what about it?
1: I feel like... I feel like that was a big deal, wasn't it? Or is it just I feel a, like it's
0: like another remake. I'm sure there was an original one. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was that big of a deal. It's a book that we read as kids. I don't know if they still read it now.
1: I don't know. I'm accidentally opening up Amazon Prime now. I don't want to watch any, any hoodles.
0: So, let's get into what we did watch. We watched, at your request, Benny and June.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, by the way.
0: <laughs> and then we watched The Sandlot. Uh, the Sandlot. The Crush. Which was the movie that we talked about. So, before I get into my um stump speech for The Crush, we'll go over Benny and June. And we will also, I'm going to give, you know, this is a shout out mental mental health awareness month, apparently, <laughs> for both of these movies. There was a lot of different um, mental health issues, whether diagnosed or not, that apparently um, were touched on in a 90s way, I guess is the best way to say it. Because I feel like Benny and June, which is a movie about, stop me if I'm wrong... Mm-hmm. A brother, taking care of his sister. Their parents died when they were younger. The sister, I believe you said when you looked it up, she was schizophrenic. They believed? Um, That's what one of the papers or things. that Yeah, was out I there found. About.
1: I actually found like papers that people wrote on it. Um, it said that she most likely. What I found said that she most likely suffered from. Something in the schizophrenia realm. Not specifically, like, schizophrenia, but I think, I think it's.
0: Something on that spectrum.
1: I think it's like, I I think it's a spectrum, right? I I don't know. I don't, listen, please. (laughs) And then. (laughs) I'm so scared to say the wrong thing, but. And uh, then
0: Johnny Depp's character.
1: That he potentially was on the autism spectrum, but he didn't to me, presents so much as mentally ill as he just seemed kind of like, you know, an odd character. You know, like he just like kind of lived to the beat of his own drum. He, you could tell that June's character was troubled. So what right? about in this movie... In a way movie, that wasn't conventional.
0: What about this movie made you want me to watch this movie? Let me start there. You okay. said you'd seen it before. So what about this movie made you want me to watch this
1: so movie? So I have seen it. It was a really long time ago. Um, I saw it in the 90s, so I didn't remember a lot of things about it, I remembered, like, the general, like, brother and sister, and that Sam, you know, and her had some kind of romance, and then that it all blew up. That's really all I remembered. Um, but I just, I think I, what I remembered about it that I liked was kind of just the overall tone of it. it feels kind of like 90s-ish and she's an artist and I'm an artist. So I think maybe, I don't even, I didn't even remember that she was an artist, but I remember like liking that. You know what I mean? It's just the overall tone and the, um, the Proclaimer song. I don't know. So I just felt like it seemed more of a 90s movie than a lot of these other choices this
0: month. It's true. It, It definitely, this movie definitely had a 90s vibe. It definitely had a lot of, what I will say, some of my favorite 90s, um, you know, tropes that are things that don't exist now, right? So, for example, June is consistently calling, which just reminds me of myself, consistently calling her brother and her, you know, the person who's taking care of her at work, right? Which I would, like, call my mom at work. You know what I mean? Oh, you did? Yeah. A lot probably too much yeah yeah. well well, i mean you know my mom too and and she'd be like oh when you get home call and then call for this or call for that you know so over like running
1: out of like a exact like a snack
0: mom on the way home can you get this right because there's no text (laughs) message and there's no way to directly reach the person right right? so like this is how that i
1: used to call my mom all the time at the irs which
0: is such a 90s thing to be like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna call my parent right to tell them to bring me home, like I call my dad randomly too. be like, "Oh, can you bring this or whatever?" Like any of us would, right? If we needed something or we're going somewhere, get permission to do. If you had to get permission to do something, you had to call them so that if they came home, they're not like, "Where's my kid?" Or you know, just
1: leave a note.
0: Sometimes, but again, that's such I guess a, it
1: depends on the situation. Such a nineties.
0: that was such a '90s thing yeah. that that started. That was probably gone by the early 2000s, mid to early 2000s, because most people at that point, at least, their parents had some sort of cell phone, even if you could just text and be like, "Hey." You know, somebody had something. Or you
1: just call them on their cell phone. It's not as Exactly. Leave them a message
0: on their cell phone. But then, so then they get out of work and they could see it on their phone. But again, I mean, that's such a thing that now you think about it and like everybody's got a phone, right? So there would be no way that a kid wouldn't be able to directly reach out to their parent on their phone. I just don't see that that's a thing. So, because it was just a funny, like it's kind of a running gag where they would call the, the body shop he was working at and then someone would be like, hey, you know, you're out of Peanut butter, or hey, she got arrested. Like he's finding out from like a message that someone's giving him because mm-hmm. that's the nineties. The other thing that I really enjoyed, uh, to me, those nineties. I'm, I'm here for you're rocking a flannel. Like just bring, just there it is.
1: This is your flannel. I know that this morning you said I don't like this flannel. Would you like it?
0: The wonderful nineties attire is what it is. Yeah, which was extremely enjoyable. Yeah. De- everybody was definitely wearing their nineties uh, best. Now, what I will say that I missed was that Sam actually, I guess when there's there's a a recurring poker game that occurs, which I don't really understand the stakes of these friends poker games (laughs) because it just escalates so wildly. So in the first scene, there's a poker game or the first time they do the poker game when they're doing this poker game. One of them bets a snorkel. And the other one bets tickets to a baseball game.
1: It's It checks out, you know? One seems box equivalent seats. to the other.
0: Box seats right? to a baseball game. I forget what, <laughs> what the last thing that was bet. But then the next scene, it shows June wearing the snorkel. So then you realize that, like, Benny won that game. Of course, he can't end up going to the game because June has an issue, so he can't go to the game. And he, he's really, you know... At, we'll, we'll get into him in a second. But... The other scene is apparently when, I don't know where Benny was, but June was at the poker game. And one of them bet, one of the friends bet that Sam, who's the cousin, would live with them. Mm -hmm. And she agreed to that bet. And somehow that bet made it contractually Mm -hmm. a bet. I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. The guy, first, the first time we see him, he's living in a tree. And then the <laughs> next time we see him, it's like, well, now he's living with them because he lost at this poker. I'm like, I don't understand the stakes of this poker game. I mean, we're we're literally betting on people. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah.
0: You know, the, the, unfortunately, I felt at least the slant of this movie or the way this movie was uh, presented, I felt that one of the main things that, I mean, I took away is it really, it made Benny be more sympathetic and I don't think that it gave like enough... Um, runway to maybe, like, June and some of her issues, which I think maybe a movie now might have done. Like, it really made Benny... It really made June seem like an anchor on Benny, more than, like, a person that was... You know, that maybe needed some help and had some really good positive attributes. And it really didn't... I really don't think that it... It it just made him seem... It made him seem very one-dimensional. And yeah. I, and, you know, when I watched it, I was like, you know, there's really... That, that was really my main takeaway. It was, like, it just really made him seem like he almost came off like a dick sometimes because I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like, you're being this over, over, overly protective. But truly, the person is an adult. So, like, let her make her own decisions. And if she can't, then she does need to be institutionalized. But I felt like he was gatekeeping her in a way.
1: Kind of like, like, kind of almost imprisoning her in the house Yeah. A bit. And,
0: and But then, I like, they had housekeepers coming that were going to, like, stay and watch her. But then she was too much of a pain in the ass. And I'm like, oh, I just don't... That one... That was the one part where I was like, man, like, I just... I. I don't think it was the actor's portrayal. I just don't think there was a lot of meat on the bone. Like, I think I really, it was
1: more the script.
0: Yeah, I feel like there just yeah. wasn't enough development for him as a character. You know, like, kind of watching it now being like, man, first of all, this would have been like a six... This this would be like a Netflix show or potentially a sitcom or oh, something. it would be
1: awesome as a, like a dramedy.
0: Mm-hmm. It Kinda would be like
1: something like that. atypical. I mean, obviously, it's not the same, but the same idea that... <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. Like I like I like I, I I feel what you're saying there because I feel like this would really be something along those lines more than it would be like just a straight hour and a half movie. Yeah. The other part is I just really feel like he needed more development. And like think like there's like there's one scene where he replaces this woman's car engine and she comes in to see him and goes, "Oh, hey man, like uh you really did me a solid." So like, maybe uh I'll make you dinner sometime." And he's just like, "No."
1: But like, well, doesn't think at say anything more. I know. At that point, I think he's kind of just so overwhelmed with taking care of June and worrying about June. It kind of reminded me of um, Love Actually. I forget the name of the characters. Is it? Is oh, it don't
0: ask me. I don't know Blair? the name of it. I, I just know who the actors are. Like, Laura I just Linney. See the actors. Laura, Linney's Laura Linney's character. character. Okay. And
1: she has um, a mentally ill brother who is in a hospital and, like, she finally gets a chance to be with, like, the guy of her dreams that she's been crushing on. And her brother keeps calling. And it kind of just, like, falls apart. And then that's just kind of that. And I just lo- love feeling like, no, you can't have both. You know? And I don't know. I'm not in that situation. But I just feel like it, Yeah, you know? Like, it just feels kind of sad. But also, like, in real life, you could probably have yeah in real you life know? there's
0: just a lot more meat on the bone there like i understand yeah. what you're doing for the show in order to be like hey this well, is a show or a movie and you're trying to create some sort of conflict or you're trying to create some sort of further character development i just found that it was
1: it's a short movie yeah and maybe that's part of it right if it was a little bit longer and we liked that it's short because we're like yes. watching a lot of movies we we're in a movie club and all the movies now are so long that we're like oh it's so nice these 90s movies are only like an hour and a half But this movie maybe could have benefited from an extra half hour of developing his character. Like you said, he does seem very one-dimensional. And I think that's intentional. I think you're supposed to think he's kind of a dick. Especially the way he reacts to Sam when they say that they're together, you know? But then you see her on the bus and you're like, oh. When she has the breakdown on the bus when they're leaving, you're like, oh no. She really... Okay. Like, she really is not equipped to be... Just in the world without, you know, any help, right? Yeah, like but she,
0: to be clear, I don't think that he's kind of a dick. I just think that how the story plays him, he's, he, that's all you can, you, all you can take from him is that he is bringing conflict into like June's life because it just, see, like, and I don't know if that's really what, what he was doing. Like he was her no, protector no, but and I he was think, caring for her and I think, I think it sucks because I, I just don't some... think it portrays, I, I don't think it portrays, or I don't think it did a good job portraying, um, her struggles and his struggles. I think what it did was make her struggles be the friction and, and the, it made her be like the ocean crashing against him as like the, the lighthouse, you know, the rock and the, in the, you know, and breaking him down. Like it, it didn't make it be like they were too cohesive. Like it didn't. Cause I also felt that there was more there about like how he's using her as a crutch to not move forward in his life. Because I think that that's what a lot of people in those positions do. And I think they flesh those stories out more. And I don't think that was showing that enough either. I think it was just creating this like artificial conflict to be like, hey, also, side note. Like, we're at this poker game, offering box seats, offering fucking snorkels. And all of a sudden, Sam the fucking cousin is just here. Like, we've never seen Sam the cousin before. Now he's fucking living here rent-free in the house. Like, I feel like, again, a Netflix show, right? You have the whole first season... Where you're developing the relationship between Benny and June and the friends and the poker game and whatever. And then at the end of the season, we introduce Cousin Sam. And then next season, we bring... You know what I mean? Like, there's just more there to be like, here's this dude. Like, how do we not know who the fuck this guy is? And how do we end up getting this guy living in our fucking house?
1: Well, he seemed kind of like he was a a good helper.
0: He was a great housekeeper. Yeah, he
1: was a great housekeeper. He kept things very clean. He was funny. He was very silly.
0: Uh, I I mean, I I feel like...
1: He was on the same wavelength as June, which is great.
0: Yeah, I feel like they vibed. And Two peas in a pod. I feel like the sad part about it was, again, they didn't really flesh out enough of what was going on with each character. And I think that's part of just like a 90s thing where you're just like, oh, because even when you read the Wikipedia entry, it says mental illness. It doesn't. It doesn't go, or mental disorder. It doesn't go further in order to kind of say like, This is what it was. So if you wanted to know more, because again, it's not
1: specified in the movie,
0: but for one hour in the movie, I'm thinking to myself, ah, she's a little eccentric. She's a little off. And Mm -hmm. then I'm also thinking he's a little eccentric being Sam. He's a little off. Sam can't read or write. Yeah. Sam can't read because she's helping him write letters and do stuff. So he can't read. So like maybe he's dyslexic. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the case may be. But I'm just thinking, okay, they're a little off. And they're like a quirky couple. But when you see that bus scene, you really see like, no, she really can't function. There's something more here. Mm -hmm. And then again, like you said, like, that just goes back to like, then he's really taking care of her because she can't take care of herself. And he doesn't want to put her in a group home. But not because he doesn't want to put her in a group home for like anything other than like, maybe his own internal feelings about all that and how that'll all work. Because I just feel like if she's that bad she should be in some sort of group setting or something. To, you know what I mean? It just seemed like, right. it seemed like there's just a missing piece to be like, we don't really know, how, know how, how old she is. We really don't know how long she's been affected by all these problems. And we got that weird flashback scene of the parents fucking being more rolled out of the, <sighs> rolled out of the house, like uh, in body bags. That was awkward. Yeah. You know, we don't really say what that is, but overall, I mean, I feel like, Couple things that we could tweak to bring it into the now. Uh, one, it's got to be a Netflix series, right? Or something. blue, yeah, it it's got to be something.
1: Great Netflix series. I think we should. Uh...
0: More comedy and really lean into uh, the familial aspects. Yeah. Start a year before this event. Go forward a little bit. You know, go forward in time, maybe another year to see them living together, ironing grilled cheeses. I mean, I feel like I that's. I mean,
1: how adorable. Yeah. But I do think it managed to be lighthearted and also... It was brisk.
0: It was a brisk hour and a half. It was fine.
1: It was lighthearted and at the same time it was like a little more serious when it needed to be, right? Like Mm -hmm. you felt the feelings, but then it was also like lighthearted. I don't know.
0: I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't offended by it. I'll say this. You know, some some of these movies that we're, we watch and some of the things we do, I was you. You can get you can see how they really can screw some things up and and it would be offensive. Um, this, you know, it, it was a good shot. It was a shot in the dark. It it could easily be remade and better Tweaked tweak significantly, but better. I mean, there are some fun '90s stuff in it. Definitely mm-hmm. something that the idea of betting baseball tickets and a fucking snorkel and like like baseball box seats that is such. When I was a kid, that is such a 90s trope that I have baseball box seats. Like now it's football tickets. It's not baseball because baseball was the national pastime then. Now football is probably, I, I don't need to sit here and say things people don't fucking know if they're listening. But like football supplanted baseball in terms of viewership and watching and being in the culture. But in 93, it was base, baseball, box seats, baseball, baseball, baseball. So like that reference, like that is such a thing that would have been really cool. Oh, box seats. This is cool. I think he's even listening to the game on the radio, which is like so not a thing like you would do now. But oh, like, yeah. That's such a 90s thing. He's like, in I that like
1: super messy room drinking a yep. beer, listening to the game. And it's like, oh, man, he could have been a ni- at that game. Because you
0: can listen to a baseball game. I just it's really hard to listen to a football game. Right. I, But that's me. I would say for the time, for the movie, I'd give it like a seven. That was solid. Yeah. For the time, for the movie, for the shot. You know, it could definitely, there's a lot of meat on the bone, a lot more. It could have explored and done, be a great Netflix series. Now, The Crush. <laughs> Not involving Mark Wahlberg.
1: Mm-mm.
0: That movie is Fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That movie is a different movie. So having said that, I went back and listened to what I said last time. Okay. Okay, so here's my stump statement. Here's what I have to say. Here's why I believe I get a two and a half.
1: Out of, what are we giving it out of? Five. Oh.
0: I knew that Alicia Silverstone was going to be a Lolita and try to seduce somebody.
1: You so- didn't know it was Alicia Silverstone.
0: Yeah, I did. Because I said it when I listened to it the second You said Alicia Silverstone.
1: Oh, okay. So I told you and you said it's Alicia Okay, so okay. I got
0: Alicia Silverstone. I knew she was going to be a Lolita and I knew that it was going to go wrong. So I knew the beats of the movie. I knew that she was going to be crushed on an older man. I'll give it to you. So, for that, I get two and a half. Maybe two. Two, two and a half. I'll give you two and a half. Missed the most of the rest of the movie. Now, the man in this movie is Carrie Always Shout out. The Dreadfire Roberts. And he is... I guess the big thing that I took from this movie is that it was
1: semi-biographical?
0: Inspired by true events?
1: It was... Okay. It was inspired by a young girl who wouldn't take no for an answer. So that, to me, is not based on a true story. So I'm not thinking that there's wasps. I'm not thinking that there's... Well, the
0: wasp thing I don't think was real. First of all, they showed you fucking bees. And second of all, that's insane if that was real.
1: Right. I don't think that there was, you know, um, allowing people to fall or off horses and hurt themselves. I'm not thinking that there's poisoning of... Let's back up, camp camp counselors, and let's back up. I'm thinking that maybe it was just an annoying 14 year old, which is what this starts with. Let's back up.
0: How many times when we were watching? First of all, this movie. If I was going to redo it now, it would. It would. This is what I would call. I wouldn't call it a crush. Okay, I would make it as a movie. Okay, I'm not going to do a Netflix series. If I'm redoing it right now, 2023, it's going to be called. Um, it's going to be called. Airbnb, Nightmare in California, okay? And I'm going to make a whole sub-genre of wild Airbnb fucking weird movies, okay? It's going to be a horror movie. It's going to be a lot more horror than Thriller. A lot more horror, okay? But Airbnb, Nightmare in California. This fucking guy, at least 15 times I screamed at the television. Like, why does this... First of all, you're renting the guest house. And the fucking kid keeps coming in the house. Right there. Fucking leave. That's number one. I'm out. I'm gone. I have no mm-hmm. privacy. I'm renting this fucking house. Like, you're not staying there for free. You're not some weird... You're not You're not like, uh, you know, Cousin Greg from Succession where you're like, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's not even really related to this mm-hmm. kid or whatever. Like, no. Just no. She keeps coming in. She's in there when he's fucking showering. Like, on the second day. Like, bro. Get the fuck out of the house. Also, second of all,
1: lock your door.
0: Well, no, he locks his door, but she has the fucking key. That's
1: true.
0: Second of all, I'm still uncertain exactly the location of the stables. Like, are the stables on their property or not? Because the one girl that came over seemed to then... Like, there was a scene, like, the next scene, she's in the stable with the fucking around with the horses, and then Alicia Silverstone fucking didn't put her... Didn't put her saddle on correctly, so then she falls off and gets hurt, which is wild.
1: Um, I don't think that this... Stables or on the property. They could be walking distance. I don't know. But I, no, I don't think that they're on the property.
0: Also, wasn't she accused of murder? Like, the girl said that she killed a camp counselor. Do I have that? So it's 13-year-old killing a camp so counselor.
1: So the girl said that he died because he ate poison. Which, I mean, I'm assuming that she did it.
0: Okay. Accused of murder. She, like... The thing about Alicia Silverstone's character is she is not portrayed enough as the demon she is, because she's a demon. Because how did like I saw a scene where Kara's character just slept with his new 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 girl who's a photographer, not a 14-year-old, not the 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Dreams that he's seeing her over his bed, which we found out was not true. But then he wakes up from the nightmare to see her chopping lemonade with a fucking mallet through the window. Fine. Next day, Alicia Silverstone.
1: But it Ooh. was true; she was there.
0: Oh, she really was there? No, he woke well, you, up. No, oh, you the girl, find the girl. out. Right.
1: Oh, you find out that she was there.
0: Point is, the girl leaves the guesthouse doing doing the the walk of uh, the walk of I just got um, I just got slayed by Carrie always, and. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone is out there giving her jabs. The woman drives home. What I can only assume... First, she
1: like shoes her off and she's like, go play.
0: Right. Which she should have because she's 14.
1: She should, but also I feel like it was a mistake.
0: It definitely was a mistake because Mm -hmm. literally 10 minutes later in movie time, the woman is then going to develop photographs. But Alicia Silverstone is there. So, like, how does she get from one place to the other? Like, how, how is she traveling as fast as she is?
1: She's, she's a on fucking demon. She's rollerblades.
0: She's a demon. She, There's an entire scene where she's talking about wasps. There's wasps in the woods. And Alicia Silverstone apparently is a wasp whisperer. Because she takes the fucking wasp hive with no apiary skills whatsoever.
1: How do you know her apiary skills? She apparently, no the girl bee has...
0: suit. Nothing. Takes that wasp, puts it in, locks the... Yo, I'm going to tell you right now, if I have a shed or an outbuilding with a padlock and I unlock it, what I'm not going to do when I'm inside is leave the fucking lock there because hashtag stranger danger, somebody can lock you inside, which is literally what she did. She locked her in a fucking shed in California and then turned off the air and put bees, not wasp bees because they were bees because I know what a wasp looks like.
1: We have some outside.
0: Yeah, I have to We have them. to call have L- to Alicia
1: them. to come get them.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, <sighs> I know I'm picking nits, but let's jump into this movie. Uh, so, no,
1: this is made to uh, pick away, you know.
0: So, the movie starts. Carrie always is going out there to be a writer. He's staying at a guest house. Don't really tell you how he got into this guest house. He's in the guest house, immediately sees Alicia Silverstone. She's immediately smitten. She wants to sleep with him. At some point, he thinks it's smart to take her to a fucking lighthouse, like he's in high school, to not make out with her, but then also kiss her. Like, that's not going to lead her on. Fucking idiot.
1: Also, like, she's 14. What are you doing? He's 28. He mentions he's 28.
0: There is zero reason why that 14-year-old should be alone with you, with the exception that she's breaking into your apartment, and then you're evicting her from your apartment. That's it.
1: Also, like... Literally
0: half his age. They've gone out of their way to say she's half your age.
1: I feel like in 1993, you could make a movie like this. Now you could not.: No,
0: she's which seven, is the good. girl's 17 now. the girl's and, 17 now. Let's start with 14. She's
1: and, and I think I told you I had a friend who was dating someone who was way too old when they were 14, and like, I don't think that 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 happens like it used to anymore. Thank God, but I'm just thinking like 14 is so young
0: as we're watching the movie i'm like wait she's really 14 i'm like even how they're directing so i'm like i just had just i felt like the whole thing was just weird but i'm like okay i guess if it's well, inspired by a true story
1: acting like but the thing is if you met a 14 year old like it could be one of two things either they could appear to be a little kid or you could be like oh my god that that person looks 19 that's wild the
0: scene you know there's a scene you know well let, 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 let's run through the movie a little then He's got a prize picture of him and his grandfather that I think she takes that he's trying to go get back or something along those lines.
1: It's not his grandfather. It's like a, I think it's like a famous uh, journalist or author. That's his
0: grandfather. So that was also his grandfather. And hopefully he's as good as him one day. That's why I think that he got out of jail for the fucking rape. But um, that he didn't commit. But again, this is the 90s. So clearly he did. But he ends up in the main house. And she's naked going into the shower and he's like half watching her at one point, but then hides in her closet. But then I think she knows that he's in the closet oh, or she thinks she's in the closet. So she gets naked, but doesn't, doesn't say anything. Then he ends up going out the front door, which why you're going out the front door. That doesn't make any sense because you clearly didn't come in. Well, the he front was door. just
1: looking for his phone, right? But he
0: didn't come in the front door because it was locked. Because what's his name? Fucking Red Foreman opens the door and it's like, why are you in my house? Right? So he's literally like, why are you in my house? So he didn't go in there because Red Foreman had his keys out to unlock Red the door. Red Foreman, Fucking Red Foreman's like, yo, help me carry this shit. We go into the attic and Red Foreman has a fucking merry-go-round carousel in the attic. First of all, the wood in that attic you is not so going to be able... He <laughs> talks about how he lugged it all up into the attic, which I saw the stairs. There's no fucking way that he can get the mechanical pieces of that up into that attic. It's just not possible not possible at all and it would fucking break it would break the entire thing would break but, and he's turning it on and he's going i made this creepy fucking room in the attic so that she can play on a fucking carousel in the attic no wonder she's fucking crazy he's crazy sorry for the excessive f-bombs this is not an episode of succession this is me being worked up about how much i disliked everything involving this film
1: Um, like you think that they have enough money being that you see where they live that they could, if he really wants to build a carousel for his weird spoiled daughter, he could just make like a, a little pergola or some shit. Do you know who,
0: do you know who builds and restores carousels in their attic?
1: Serial killers,
0: serial killers and molesters. That's who does it. Right. So red foreman, you're not looking so great. So we see that scene. She comes up in like a fucking bathrobe because that's fine. And at one point, Red Foreman even talks about how she's just started to like develop or whatever. Blossom. I believe he uses the word blossom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I can see. And it's like, uh. and then like she's there and it's like, what book did you borrow? You know, because then Red Foreman now is all of a sudden inquisitive when we're in the fucking murder carousel house room place thing. God, it's so terrible. Uh, what book did you borrow? And what was it? Withering Heights, which is about like a young I, woman and an old man too or some shit. I don't know.
1: Dumb. I tried to read the I never read it. I tried to read the um the plot and I got distracted.
0: The movie continues. <laughs> we're we're never really given an entire timeline. So I don't know if this happens over a month or like a uh, 6 months, whatever the amount of time. Movie continues. He's going to try to move out. He's got a girlfriend now. Um we mentioned that the girlfriend sleeps with him then gets locked inside of her dark room uh because she's an idiot didn't take the fucking lock and also then bees are put in and then she's in the hospital do the bee things. mind you she gets out of the hospital because later on he's sleeping on her couch not even a thing like yo i think she did it which i mean we know she did it who else would have done it because she was locked in the room like who else did it also who found her because she didn't have a cell phone she wasn't able to call so who found her okay
1: that's maybe maybe she actually unlocked the door before she left. I don't know.
0: No, she didn't. It's fucking 90. This is a trash movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so, we did look up that you can survive like 10. It said. What was it? 10 B. 10 B or wasp stings for every pound of body weight that you have. So you could or no, a hundred stings for every pound of whatever it is you can survive like over a thousand bee stings but like even even spending unless you're allergic even
0: spending in 1993 dollars, like 11.99 to go to a border's books and get a book about ap being an apiary would tell you like at least show me that you put smoke or something on the air conditioning unit like how did the bees get so angry that they went in there and
1: I mean, they fire. went in with such force. They like shot in like little bat bees out of, out of control.
0: Now, then she, the, the daughter also invites him to the meet, which mind you, she has some sort of, you know, uh, fucking horse racing, horse meat thing. The parents aren't at the meet. Yes, they are. Oh, they are at the meet. Yeah, yeah. But then she leaves and takes a fucking cab to where he was to then kiss him in front of all these adults. Like, what are the parents doing? These are right. the these are the two worst parents Her parents ever were seen.
1: there because when she was looking in the crowd to see if um Nick was there. Mm-hmm. She saw her parents and they like waved at her.
0: Gotcha. Cuz I was going to be like, "Man."
1: And then she started to panic because she couldn't find Nick because right. he so then she, wasn't there because she's fucking crazy 14-year-old.
0: Right. Long story short, she then also fishes the condoms out of the the garbage to then claim that after she confronted Nick and he said he didn't want to be with her. Also, got a little did. Aggressive. Did they
1: show her fishing the condoms out? No, him?
0: because because what they said was she... So what happens is Nick is out at the event. And he has whatever sort of altercation with her at the event. And she leaves. And he's pretty forceful. That was like a big marble wall. Well, like, I will say this.
1: Hurt. Like, she came into that event like a lunatic. Started trying to kiss him in front of all these people that he works with. Mm-hmm. So then he was just like this... I can't obviously this is insane and I can't have this. So we tried to like get her to leave and she started screaming and trying to make out with him. Like, right. I think that his reaction, like he probably was a little forceful with her, but I'm sure he was in a complete panic state. Like, I don't, I don't know what he could have done.
0: No, no, I don't think there was much more he could have done. I
1: think he, I think his mistake was leading her on in the first place. I don't think he had a I, look.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I, the way this story is set up, I don't think he had a choice. I mean,
1: she wasn't gonna stop.
0: She was never gonna stop. He was always like he was fucked for moving in the house again. Why this should be called Airbnb, an American <laughs> nightmare, or Airbnb, you know, <laughs> the, the worst California summer or something, something workshop in the title, but there needed to be an Airbnb review to be like you can rent my guest house. For or just
1: free. Airbnb, a room above the garage.
0: Yeah, a- Airbnb, nightmares for all. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but the point is, I'm going to make a whole new thing about these kind of movies where it's like, yo, the killer in the house. She called him 700 times while he was writing his fucking story. Because at one point, I forgot too, at one point, she did, One point, they go out of their way to show you computers that do not operate the way computers did at that time, which was absolutely my favorite thing. Where it's like, disc not found, disc erased or whatever it says. I'm like, that's computers didn't say that. But he has a computer that he wrote a story on. But, like, look, look, any child from the 90s knows you need floppy disks. You need them. So how does he have his fucking story that's going to somehow be sent to the printer, but he doesn't have it on a disk, right? So So she breaks in, takes his notes, deletes his story, and takes the disk. But, like, he went to work and didn't have the disk. I'm like, bro, like, that's just, like, that's... You Computing know you live
1: with this crazy, this crazy person lives there. But how, but like the idea, like. That you wouldn't bring the disc. I what get was you, the I ta- you.
0: My, Okay, here's my statement. It's 1993.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I don't think that there was the dial-up internet technology to get his story from his fucking guest house over that house to the newspaper. So, like, I just don't think that that technology existed then. But because we are all ignorant, we are led to believe it did. But I do not believe it did. Because I don't know how, with him not being there, he wouldn't have sent it beforehand. Does that make sense? He didn't have a laptop. So how did his story get there? We know that if email existed at, at the level it does now, that he would have had to have emailed it. Which would not you would not require a computer for the email. You can sign it anywhere.
1: Right, right.
0: So how else is his story getting from his fucking thing to there unless he brings a physical disc? It's not getting there any other way. Or if he is going to send it, it was sent. This is just a massive plot hole that, like, if you don't know anything about computers, like, yeah, that makes sense. Also, side note, you you banged out a story. <laughs> you banged out a story. You had it on this invisible fucking super invisible internet. Right. That was somehow, somehow the computer was going to send it. To the office, even though no one was there on the other end. Fine. In 1993. Fine. But you bang out the story with notes, and it took you all this time. You're in the office. They're doing the roundup meeting, and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot something in my house. So let's assume that you're a 10-minute drive. You then go back and bang out the entire story again with no notes or nothing. And then send it in and have the pages. Like, bro, the timeline doesn't work for that meeting. That meeting, like you did not... Like, y- your work is not that important, If you can rewrite it from scratch with nothing in 30 minutes, like, I'm sorry.
1: wasn't wasn't he in L.A.?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I doubt you live 10 minutes from where you work in L.A. Maybe. I have no idea. But I mean, L.A. is, like, notorious for being, like, A, huge, B, just traffic nightmare.
0: I mean, this is 93. Like, I'll give you the benefit on all those things, but just that the the glaring technology holes. And I, I think it's important to contrast when we did watch Benny and June is how little technology holes they really kind of were there was funny 90s quirks this was literally like a dude that the internet doesn't work that way and computers don't work that way like you're not writing a story on your home computer and then somehow it getting sent into work and then it disappearing (laughs) like it did, because that was like a whole plot point is that it disappeared and then she hid the disc with it under a rug and then when he opened it all these candles burning in this fucking wooden shack. Yes. All these candles burning. It was, uh. So clearly she had just been there, lit a million candles for the shrine to Nick.
1: It was a firefighter's nightmare, really.
0: That's fine. Because the story continues. <laughs> so he has that whole snafu with this fucking story. I'm going out of order with this movie because it doesn't matter, because that's how just angry I am. I'm just seeing red. <laughs> so after they have their little their little dust up at the museum party and he didn't go to her uh, horse dressage event <laughs> after they have all that he's driving home in his car that the front has duct tape on because she scribbled cocksucker in it because mm. he wouldn't sleep with a 14 year old fine told him all well, this is fine he gets home and she's like got like got punched in the face and whatever and she's she just like
1: rolls up to like six cop cars. Six
0: cop cars. And like a cop just stops him and goes, Are you such such? Yep. Hands over your head. Get out of the car. You're a raper. And then they show fucking you're,
1: <laughs> you're They
0: show a raper. Red Foreman immediately trying like Red Foreman is choking him, like literally choking him. And I'm like, Okay Like I can understand how Red Foreman can feel that way. Also Side note: There is like a Chris Rock skit, which I really do think is really funny, talking about hitting women. And I always reference this when I see when like you put it in a movie like this. And he's like, he got multiple daughters, and he's like, if it's if someone touched it, like like someone hit this daughter, I wouldn't care. I just I'll kill him. But it's like if someone hit the other one, I'd be like, ah, maybe I have some questions. Like, dude, camp counselor dead, dead. You're a creepy fucking carousel, dude. Like, I got questions about your daughter. I got a lot of questions for you where you're just like, yep, clearly she got raped. He also,
1: to clear it up, he did not hit her.
0: No. Like,
1: her her eyes were all black and blue and she had, like, blood on her lips. He did not do that. He might have forcefully threw her against a wall. In front of people. But her back. The people saw it, right. Yes, and it wasn't okay, but she was also acting crazy. Right. But, and it wouldn't, you wouldn't do that and then it wouldn't cause someone's mouth... To bleed and their eyes to turn black. It, Mind wasn't, you, it wasn't like that.
0: He then claimed that he... that She then was claiming she was raped. Now, he gets picked up and brought into jail. He's in jail, right? He gets out of jail. Because they're showing you, I believe it's the grandfather that are ahead of the paper. Whoever it is, in a limo. Bails him out, right? But while he's in jail, they go, yo, she had semen inside of her. And the semen matches your blood type. Not your DNA, because we don't have DNA. So your blood type... And his immediate response is, she must have taken the condoms out of the garbage.
1: Yeah, ew. To get
0: it, which I'm like, ew. And, like, he put that together quickly. really big ew. But also, the idea, like, didn't we just have, like... Again, the timeline, I'm sorry. Didn't we just have, like, all these witnesses at this event that he just was at? So how did he rape her in the time that he wasn't... Like... Again, timeline, but they're like, all right, how does this look like you're doing this to a 14 year old or whatever? When he gets out of jail, they said that the parents have taken her and they brought her somewhere, so you have one night to get your shit and get just leave. Mm-hmm. But of course, she's fucking there. Well, she-
1: what happens is her friend, whose shoulder she dislocated, her arm she broke, whatever, with the horses. Showed up while he was there and was like, I need to talk to you.
0: Come to her diary?
1: Yeah, we have to find her diary because she writes in a diary. And I know that she had a crush on a cam counselor and he died of a poisoning. So I think it was her. I think she did this to my arm. I think she, she let the bees into your girlfriend's photo studio. And he's like, I think so too. And she's like, yeah, but she does have a diary. We need to get it. And he's like, no, you don't need to. And she's like, I'm good. So then she went She went into the house. Uh, Cheyenne went into the house to get the diary. But then he hears the piano playing and Adrian play the piano. But
0: what you're forgetting is somehow Cheyenne ends up in the attic on the fucking carousel. So,
1: well, not somehow.
0: Well, right. Because she puts her up there. But how is she getting up those rickety stairs? They've shown us the rickety stairs, Jen. They've shown us the stairs. She's not dragging. Least no, she's over she of...
1: probably lures her up there somehow
0: lures her up there to the fucking thing again you're just adding things now no
1: you're right how did she get her up there he
0: also was (laughs) he he fought her she fought him at one point when he ends up in her room with the with another fucking shrine they fight and she knocks him off of at least looks like at least 30 steps he so he fell pretty far but he gets back up (laughs) and then
1: she's he's dead and then
0: and then the best part is fucking red foreman Like a bad eye of hell. So somehow she was able to get out with enough time to beat her parents home, which once they realized she was gone, which allegedly she was on some sort of, you know, uh, retreat for her mental illness from the traumatic event she was dealing with. He makes it back there. The Mom's nowhere to be found. So I don't understand what she's doing. She's, I mean, maybe she's waiting to see if she comes back.
1: Because remember, this is before cell phones. But
0: Red Foreman makes it there, just in the middle of all this action. And he immediately starts beating up fucking Nick, because it's like, clearly it's Nick's fault. Then she fucking assaults Red (laughs) Foreman. Red
1: Foreman.
0: So now Red Foreman's out. All of this taking place in the fucking nightmare attic.
1: While her friend Cheyenne, while her friend is, is duct taped, taped, her mouth, is not even asking questions about that, and tied not to a carousel, carousel that. horse that's going around. The carousel's turned on
0: again. She's a demon because how is she traveling like this? Where did they go? And I will just say this, and I will end here on my stump of why this movie be
1: hitchhiked.
0: is improved. okay? Now we're giving her that she can hitchhike everywhere.
1: Yeah, she she definitely is capable of of doing things. The
0: only way I'll accept that is if she is literally living... If this is actually the character that's inside the crazy video in Aerosmith, then I'm fine with it. Then it's like, okay, because same age. She's making it, so it's literally her. That's filling in the gaps. But Jen, if you're out on bail
1: accused... I am.
0: Accused <laughs> of having sex with whoa, a minor...
1: Whoa, whoa. That's not... I am not.
0: Sexual relations with a minor. That's why you're out on bail. And someone, a rich benefactor... Has you inside their fucking limo and goes, yo, pack your shit and leave. Right? There's no cops anywhere, and the, the, you have you, you, you don't take an adult with you to go back to that house to make sure that like some I have a witness. Like he just I goes, he, go, he goes back there and he just starts packing shit up in his car like fucking nothing. I'm like, dude, where's anyone?
1: Well, he doesn't really have Where a lot the, of friends. I call the
0: police. I fucking call the police. Be like yo, I'd like to call you down here, cause I need. You. I, uh, why the police aren't there? I don't know. Because I don't understand how they would agree to let him there without the police. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like everybody's well, in if, on making the plot of this fucking movie be a thing. Like I was gonna say, if the police were there. that's what it Everything works. is happening as all, well, but because like, why? Like like wouldn't the whole point be? Because they said you're not supposed to be within X amount of feet of her, or not be near the family, and the family's gonna leave so you can get your shit. Like great. So have a, like shouldn't a copy there or some sort of court appointed officer to make sure that you're not doing it again. I'm picking nits. That's why we're here, but only because they're overgrown and they're smacking me in the face. Like I must do these things.
1: You must pick. Having said
0: that, soundtrack clearly made it be like this was a lifetime movie of the week.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: gonna go ahead and spoil it. Sorry guys, turn it off right now. 57 minutes in, spoil it. Spoiler alert: She ends up getting caught and going to jail. It's uncertain whether or not Nick actually is off the hook for the the sexual assault. Like, we don't really know how that case plays out. Because, again, they don't really specify whether or not we believe that she wasn't sexual assaulted.
1: I think that he's off the hook. She's in, like, either juvie or a mental hospital or something.
0: Right. But even if she's in a mental hospital, which which at this point, she's at least killed someone.
1: So I think clearly they're probably like, like, we're not going to listen
0: uh, but she did assault her dad and we don't really know if, like, we don't know the defense because clearly these parents are fucking shitheads.
1: Well, and her friend who, the da- now there's evidence that she assaulted but, her friend. But
0: she could be in juvie for assaulting her friend or assaulting the dad and assaulting Nick. But Well, ma- doesn't
1: that make her less credible?
0: Jen, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. There's still the fact that there is semen that we are trying to... We are trying to leap that the semen was taken out of a fucking condom and inserted into, into her. Like, we're trying and to leap and all so of that. It's so
1: gross. Okay, but here's the thing about that. The semen had the same blood type as Nick Elliott, right? Mm-hmm. That is, like... What kind of evidence is that called? I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> uh,
0: not 1993, it's not.
1: But I mean, I would say, aren't there what, four blood types? A, B, A, B, zero, O, type zero, O.
0: I hear you, but. I, I mean, there's
1: not a lot of blood types. But, I, but or, I, What are the chances that you and another guy in this neighborhood, if not multiple people in this neighborhood, all have the same blood type? But, like, that's unbelievable. But
0: 30 years later, we have DNA evidence and we understand what it really means. So all he's saying is, all he's saying is, look, she said that she was assaulted by Circumstantial. you. Circumstantial she's saying she's I'm assaulted sorry. by you. We know that you were there. I mean, the dad can go back and be like, yo, you were in my house one time. It was really creepy. They can be like, yo, we know that you were there. Like, looking at her. She could literally, like, fucking call that lady on the stand. Like, they could call that lady on the stand, the fucking girlfriend, and be like, yo, didn't we say, um, you know, didn't you feel like he had made out with her at a fucking, the lighthouse? Because she told, basically told her that they went out of the lighthouse. Anyway, having said all that, because it's very 90s, like, this is, you know, we're going to brush this under the rug, their weird fucking crush. But the point is, she's in the mental hospital. She's in a hospital. And now she is, first of all, she's figured out a way to write Nick letters every day. Which clearly, that guard, I'm like, yo, she's probably blowing that guard, the fucking big dude that was walking her back. Because I'm like, somehow she's getting letters out. But she also now has a new love in the fucking doctor. Yeah. Yeah. She's in a fucking room with a giant slit for a window. And yet we're going to go ahead and say that we don't notice that she's fucking got a photo of him and scribbling on him and doing all the things. Like, this is like fucking... She's a demon. She's a demon. She's a demon. That's what I'm saying. This. She's a demon. That's it. I, that's what I took from this movie. This is a movie about a demon.
1: Well, I picked this movie because I've never seen it. Okay, that's fair. And because we just watched the Aerosmith videos and I was like, oh, that's right. I wanted to be Alicia Silverstone back then. And I knew this was her debut, her acting debut. And I was like, let's watch this movie. I knew it was some sort of Lolita type thing. Um, She is a demon. And I found some trivia. Okay. So I do, I found the scoop as to what the real story is. Apparently the real girl, whose name was Darian, not Adrian. Mm-hmm. And you told me that originally this movie was made as her being Darian.
0: It was It was made with her being Darian. And then when they did the TV cut, they changed her name to be Adrian. So the movie that we watched says that it was released in and 1994. The,
1: v- the VHS, too, in 94. Not. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so the movie that we watched is the edited version that changes her name.
1: Right, because the Darian sued mm-hmm. um, Alan Shapiro, who is the writer and director. He was living in a similar situation with a young couple with a kid or a couple with a kid that had a crush on him, blah, blah, blah. And she did, right, carve the words, Alan sucks cock into his new car. So that really happened. And the parents sided with her and didn't believe, but I'm like, okay, so that part is true. Okay. Which is still wild. Um, and I guess her friend told the parents that she would do stuff like that and they still they they did believe her. Um anywho, yeah. Apparently Elisa Silverstone Alicia Silverstone became emancipated from her parents because she couldn't work the long hours. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. hmm Um, yeah. The movie is sus. I'll, I'll I'll tell you that. It has a lot of holes. There's a lot of things that would not fly today. A little bit sus, but she's really good in it.
0: I thought she was really great. I thought Carrie Elways, uh, I hope I say his name right. But
1: That's how I always say that's it. That's how I always say
0: it. I think that he. Is it Elvis? I don't know. I, I I don't know exactly why, but I feel like whatever role he's in, I don't know what it is about him, I don't know what it is about his vibe. I, I think he's awesome. I think he's a really, really great actor. Carrie? But he's one of those actors. And, you know, I'm trying to think, like, off the top of my head as I'm working through this day. When you see Matthew McConaughey in a role, you're like, I trust that guy. Even if he's a, he's a dick, he's whatever, <laughs> you're like, I trust that guy.
1: Maybe not in Days
0: and Confused. Not in Days and Confused. But even that, you're like, ah, like, he's fun-loving. He means, he's, you know, whatever. But whatever. Point is, like, he's came out of my head. Something about Carrie always makes you just kind of distrust him and think that there's something weird about him. And I don't know what it is, but it's just so he starts like he always starts. Like if there's a good guy scale, he always starts like at a six. Okay. To me, like he always like at a 10. So he starts like a little bit like he's got to earn like, okay, you tell me he's a good guy. He's got to earn it. He immediately kind of doesn't. Right, he, he like he takes her to the lighthouse, kind of. He's like leering at her. So I'm like, all right, you're like a bad dude. It's not like let's. Yeah, I'm trying to think like a squeaky clean guy that. I, oh, man, it's tough because I just I feel like he like vacillates, and it's like later on like he'll like re- like he's in the Saw movie, like he's in these different, but he's just in these like roles where like he's always kind of like that. I don't know. He's always like, I don't want to say like typecast, but it's always like, okay, this guy could definitely be this guy in this movie, right? You know, like if this is, yeah. this is like a young Mel Gibson, like it's just no, right? You're like, you don't believe like he's like kind of a, maybe he's a uh, bad one there. probably
1: a bad example. I find him. I'm trying him, to think of a guy that's like. You no, know, I'll, I'll push back a little and say that I think a lot of other people's in this role.
0: Tom Hanks? Did I just say <laughs> a lot of other
1: people's? Yeah. yeah. A lot of other people cast in this role, excluding Tom Hanks, of course. I'd be like, this guy is like slimy as fuck.
0: Like, if this is Charlie Sheen, this is fine. But if this no. is Tom Hanks, it's not. No, 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 no. Part of what made me upset about this movie, okay, is because I'm like, he, he put himself in this position because he's not a squeaky clean guy. That's what I'm saying. So if it's Charlie Sheen in
1: 1993, I think I I dis- I'm going to respectfully disagree and say that. I think there's something likable about Carrie Always and that is why it does work because you're like, ah, oh, he just doesn't want to be mean to this kid and like maybe he's looking at her a little too long, but she's really putting herself out there and I- I'm not excusing anything, but like you can kind of like be like, ah, oh, this guy's a doofus, but he doesn't to me come across like a complete piece of shit. I think because there is something likable about Carrie Elwes, and there's something to me that he, he seems more like an honest type guy. Maybe I'm just a bad judge of character, but I think you're right. Tom Hanks is like a, a ten on that like, spectrum. Kind of like this is not right, yeah. right, right, right,
0: right, right. Like like a like a one is like <sighs> a. I don't know. I mean, maybe even like a Charlie Sheen type. I don't know. I it's just like I'm just like you know. He just doesn't seem. He who's, just.
1: Who is always a. Like, who always plays a villain? Like, a really. Like a
0: swarm. Not even a villain, just like a swarming guy. Like a guy that you're like, I don't trust my girlfriend with him. Like, like who's that guy?
1: <sighs>
0: the, because this is like, I don't know if I really trust. I don't know if I would really trust my daughter with him. He
1: does seem a little. I don't know if I would either. I'm not saying. I'm you just, know, like, yeah, that, maybe because that's right, kind of right. part
0: of it. I'm just like, you know, but again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But, like.
1: But hey. also, like. Your daughter is fucking out of control. I know. She's so, she reminds me of being around like an annoying, ki- like little kid that's like, play with me, play with me, watch me. Hey, come talk to me. like. Red for me. But only she's like 14. Red you know? Foreman. Like, oh.
0: like, we're not wearing bikinis out front of the guest house. Like, we're not doing that. Like, you can take the bikini by the pool. You don't need to be doing it in front of the fucking guest house. Like, what are we doing? Get some institutional control. Give that man a little bit of yard. Like, he's renting <laughs> from you.
1: Maybe he wants a dog. Right? There was a dog bowl in that apartment. Wasn't there? Yeah, there was when he came in. There might have been. There might
0: have been. All right, so here's five things from this movie, and I'm going to end it here. Five things that the 90s um, would do better. One, this is still always going to be a movie. Like, I just, I don't want to watch the Netflix series of us, you know, doing this whole thing. Like, this is a movie. Movie. Maybe make it a two-hour movie, but it's a movie. Two, the internet. (laughs) What they claimed happened with the computer and with the, the the magazine articles, where she also, mind you, he was showering or something, and she edited his article while he was going to work, and then he goes to work, and the article that's printed is a different article because, again, we're somehow communicating without really explaining how the internet works. So, one, computer technology. Two... Airbnb review, like, yo, whatever it is, long-term rental, like, going through a rental agency, like, it needs to be, like, this place is a point one. Like, everybody needs to know, like, yo, beautiful place, well-manicured, but there's a fucking psychopath demon that lives here that's going to stalk you, that's going to break in in the middle of the night, you're going to, it's going to drive you crazy you're going to have fucking nightmares that she's at your bed. Maybe she is, maybe she's not, but she makes lemonade with a mallet after hours. Okay? At 2 a.m. Um, you
1: know what the original title of this movie was what teenager from hell continue
0: okay number three again do a little bit of apiary research like if you're gonna tell me it's a wasp don't show me bees okay don't show me bees just tell (laughs) me like we
1: we have wasps we have a wasp situation she went
0: out of her her way to be like look i'm really smart i know encyclopedia britannica and let me tell you that (laughs) this this is the situation with the wasp however you then show me her putting bees into the photo room So that part of it, like, let's just do a little bit better research. Number four, the legal process. Like, again, we've all watched enough Law & Order to understand, like, how that legal process played out (laughs) is just not how it would work at all by anybody, right? And we definitely, we definitely, if this is a movie now, we definitely also have, like... A female beat cop that like is now become a detective that she can smell that there's something wrong with this fucking kid because this kid also may or may not have fucking killed a dog on the neighbor's yard <gasps> but there's a lot of things well
1: because she's a serious she's a fucking if you, psycho if you put dog deaths in the movie you need to
0: that wouldn't make no, no no okay never need to random disappeared animals we can't tell what happened we don't them. need
1: animals to be getting hurt left but right, things right. are happening in no. beverly hills okay
0: Things are happening. She can. By the fuck
1: there. She could just, you know, like kill another kid or something. We don't need. We don't need dogs what dying. Are
0: <laughs> Number five. Okay. We need a Google search. There needed to be a Google search at some point. Again, of this family, like they've changed their names. Like, what do they do? Like, we just need to know. Like somebody's gotta Google somebody here. Like look at her social media profile. Like her social media profile would clearly show a lunatic. That's that's what I got. You wanna add anything to this conversation? I know I've been going a while and I really severely dislike this movie. We still gotta kinda wrap this up. Well the obvious one. Yeah.
1: Cell phones. Yeah, but I One Girl would just call somebody when she's trapped with the bees. There's so many things that cell phones could have solved.
0: Oh, he would have been, yes and no, because I mean you could have made her more tech savvy, so she could have used his phone to more of her advantage too. She sure. could have like sent nudes or whatever, and then it's like, well now you have, like she literally could have made him like she could have taken the, the nude pictures and, with and his, put phone. It on his phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now he literally has child porn. Right. So she could have literally been like like that's a device that I think like doesn't I'm talking about like, yo, Google that fucking family before you move in, right? And vice versa.
1: Listen. I think it's been said. Picking this. I'm going to give this movie a 1. Okay. Out of 10? Out of 10. I'll give it a 3.
0: And I'm only giving it a 1 out of 10 because (laughs) of all the things that I just said that drove me crazy. Like, upon re-watching it, I'm more angry.
1: Have you ever watched it?
0: No, 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 no. Just upon watching I'm sorry. Upon watching it, I'm more angry about all these things that just completely don't hold up at all. And that I'm like, at the time, you're just making... Like I feel like it insults the intelligence of the viewer sometimes. Like the internet stuff, like that's wild. Like I, that's just not how
1: that worked. It was it's 1993. Just not. I mean, but it's just like it actually wasn't. It was 1992 when they filmed it. So floppy disk. You have a fucking disk, bro.
0: You have a disk. Oh shit, I don't have the disk. I gotta go home and get the disk. Not like I. Where's my article? It didn't print out. Like how did you get the article again? I can't. All right. Having said that, we're moving on to May now, kids.
1: Oh, shit. There are
0: three movies to talk about in May, and it's Jen's turn to give you a 30-second oh. rundown of what she thinks one of these movies are going to be. Now, I've written down three movies. One, two, and three.
1: I hate that I can't choose that I have to. He has them folded on little I pieces of paper, so I can't even see them all. I just...
0: Jen, yeah. pick one of these post-its.
1: Eeny, meeny, miny, mo.
0: Okay, don't open it yet. So here's the movies you did not select. Do not open it.
1: This is torture. So these
0: are the three big movies of May that I saw. Number one, Dave, which we've actually seen this movie. Do you remember what this movie's about? Ish. Okay, Dave, which I think was like one of the bigger box office movies of the month. Number two, <laughs> which we might still watch. I might watch anyway. All right, but this is three. is Cliffhanger.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I've seen that movie, and I don't remember anything about it.
0: Okay. So oh, these no. are some big May movies. And what is the movie that we that <laughs> I want you to explain to the audience what it's about?
1: Dragon. The Bruce Lee story.
0: Dragon. The Bruce Lee story. What is that movie about? Bruce Lee. And?
1: His upbringing as a dragon. I don't know. I.
0: You have the floor. 30 seconds. Tell me what this movie is and what it's about. Because we're going to watch it. And then you're going to have to. This is the movie we're going to have to.
1: Well, it's about his childhood in martial arts. And he's a martial artist. And he, I think he told me he died tragically. So I'm sure it's about his tragic death during a film that he was making about a dragon. Okay. His son. All right. Brandon Lee. Okay. Died during the crow. Right. He is in the movie also as well. Okay.
0: Do you know like the defining thing about Bruce Lee?
1: No, and it's really embarrassing. I don't know anything about Bruce Lee.
0: That's fine. So we're going to watch Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Um, we will also watch, I'll let you pick. We can either watch Cliffhanger or Dave. Or if you find another movie so that we can check the more of the 90s bucket.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because uh...
0: I I picked these just looking at them going, okay, so I have a two out of three chance of you just straight up picking a movie that's 90s. And then I have you picking like another movie that you probably don't know anything about. It was also one of the top three movies in the month. So as we go further, we're going to have a lot easier ones to pick and you can do this to me next month. But we're going to be watching Dragon, the Bruce Lee story.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry that my... <laughs> I mean, it, it's summary of it There's a
0: semi-biographical terrible. movie, so you're really yeah, not. That I don't wrong. really
1: know anything about him, so I feel well, really, Which I feel bad about.
0: When you watch this movie, you'll be like, "That's pretty cool." I've seen the movie before, so I know you know some of the things, and I know some of the defining <laughs> things of his life. You're gonna be like, "It's cool. It's a re- it's a good movie." I mean, okay, cool. it's a movie, though. I think. Well,
1: I'm excited to learn about. I think
0: him. the I think his widow and like the estate sued because I think they didn't like how some of the stuff was portrayed. But it's a good movie. Oh. Yeah, it's like a biopic. It's literally a biopic about Bruce Lee. Cool. So it's actually pretty cool because he's a really compelling character. All right, guys, this has been a long one, but we have one more thing we got to do. Back at the Trivial Pursuit game. Jen, what's the score?
1: Yeah, it is 3 3. And who won last week? We tied, I think.
0: So you go first because you were the last one to win. What team was Joe Montana playing for when he retired in 1995 after a 16 year career and four championship rings? Joe Montana? Joe Montana. What team did he retire for in
1: 1995? He was a 49er, right? 49ers?
0: That's the team you retired for? The Chiefs. The Chiefs is correct.
1: Does that count?
0: Yes, because I made sure you knew the question.
1: What writer was in love in the 1998 dramedy... Shakespeare. ...that featured Gwyneth Paltrow playing his imaginary lover? What
0: Frank McCourt memoir of his poverty-stricken childhood... In Ireland was released in 1996 and won a Pulitzer Prize later that year. A year later.
1: Memoir?
0: Yeah, what Frank McCourt memoir of his poverty stricken childhood in Ireland was released in 1996 and won a Pulitzer Prize a year later? I'm not gonna lie, I wanna tell you, you'll probably know. If not, I know, but I wouldn't have known, but I would know.
1: Um, I, I know I'm going to be mad at myself, but I'm just going to say, I don't know.
0: Angela's ashes. Yep. I was like, right? No, I knew. Yeah. Yep. I knew
1: it, but I couldn't, I couldn't put my head on it, you know? Uh, in what country can you find the prehistoric cave paintings of the Chave Grotto, the oldest cave paintings in the world? I actually know this. Mexico. France.
0: All right, uh, 2-2. 1-1. What newscaster wife of TV talk show host Maury Povich was named co-anchor of the CBS Evening News with Dan Rather in 1993?
1: Was it Connie Chung?
0: It is Connie Chung.
1: For what 1991 horror film did Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster win the Academy Awards for Best Actor and Best Actress, respectively?
0: I believe there's a song in the movie called Goodbye Horses. That means nothing to you? The, you don't think I know what the movie is? No, I know. I know. know, I know. That's why I put
1: it down. I know, I, know, I know you know what the movie is. There
0: are silences. Yeah. And then there are lambs.
1: Yeah.
0: What is the silence of lambs? That's it. Jen? Yeah? We've said a whole lot.
1: Yeah. You mm-hmm. certainly let us know how you felt about the crush.
0: We've also said nothing
1: we we're, really said nothing we're
0: excited we'll be back next week to yeah. discuss some music from May of 93 I'm excited maybe we'll find some videos maybe we'll do all these things but again we really appreciate everybody listening like, yeah. subscribe, add us and we'll catch you next week on the flip side bye, bye. bye.